This audio is brought to you by Business Radio, powered by Wharton, originally airing on SiriusXM. From the campus of the University of Pennsylvania Wharton School, this is Your Money on Business Radio. Hello and welcome. You're listening to Your Money here in Sirius XM 132, uh, Business Radio, powered by the Wharton School. Ken Smith is here, a professor at uh, Wharton in Philadelphia. Remember, we are live every Tuesdays from 5 to 6 p.m. Eastern. That's 2 to 3 p.m. for those in the West Coast. So the purpose of the show is simply to help you make better decisions with your money. So if you want, you can call me and ask me anything about your money. You know the drill. That's the time to give me a call live on Tuesdays. So grab the phone. Give me a call here at one eight four four wharton That's one eight four four. Nine four two seven eight six six, and you also can connect with me by going to my website kentonmoney.com. Um, and t- t- the plan for today's show is first I'll be joined by Julie uh, Jason, who's a, an investment uh, attorney. We're going to talk a little bit about uh, financial planning, in particular how it's impacted by the recent Secure Act that was just passed. Uh, a couple of weeks ago. Now, later in the show, welcome back to the show, our good old friend, Ara Agorian, who will be taking your calls really about anything related to your own personal finance. So if you want to know what to do with your money, how to invest it, save for retirement, kids, college, paying down debt, do you really need that life insurance policy your cousin's trying to sell you? Really, anything about your money, that's the show's name. Um, don't wait for a second hour. Scale back the show. We're here for just one hour. So if you want to give me a call, I'll answer a question here live on Tuesday. So grab the phone right now. Give me a call here at one eight four four Wharton, just like the school name W H A R T O N. That's one eight four four nine four two seven eight six six. And remember, you only have to give us your first name and the state that you're calling from. So never a reason to be nervous or shy. And thousands of other listeners will benefit hearing the advice given to you about your own financial needs. So my producer Patty is standing by, ready to line up your calls again live on Tuesdays. If phone here is one eight four four Wharton. That's one eight four four nine four two. Seven eight six six. Uh, with that, let me introduce to Julie J- uh, Jason, who is the founder of Jackson Grant Investment Advisors, a family investment attorney, uh, and uh, it, it, well, she is also uh, a columnist uh, that writes a personal uh, a finance column. Welcome to the show, Julie. Hi, Ken. Thank you. And uh, we're going to talk just uh, briefly about kind of uh, retirement planning and, in particular, some uh, issues related uh, around that. So certainly one of the uh, issues is that the market is all-time high. And, you know, certainly a lot of wealthy, you know, retirees get nervous about that. And, you know, of course, the market also being a whole time high could potentially put them in the wrong allocation. So what are you doing right now with your, you know, high net worth clients about that? So it, it, is, a, it is a problem when someone is thinking in terms of where the market is. And, and yeah. you really have to think of it as, as noise that you have to ignore. Uh, because if you make decisions based on where the market is, more than likely, because of behavioral economic issues, you're going to make the wrong decision. So you'll respond based on a, an emotion, yeah, uh, like fear or greed. So the the ticket is to do some planning, and studies have shown that people who actually do planning in advance are not drawn into an emotional reaction. So, for example, uh, if, if you, I don't know if you remember, uh, there was a a major uh, program on 60 Minutes uh, in the um, right after, a month after the bottom of the market 
2009. So the program ran in April of 2009, but in March of 2009, the market bottomed. And the, the program was a very frightening look at 401k plans and how people lost mm. uh, their life savings through 401k plans. So someone without a plan and without the knowledge of just how the market works could have gone along and sold out right at the bottom. Right. Yeah. So the, what you want to avoid, especially yeah. for retirement funds, yeah. is to avoid a reaction. Yeah. It has to be planned. Yeah, and then the 2009 sometimes was referred to as one of the heatest of all bull years because so many people pulled out of the market and they kind of missed the, uh, the uh, a correction a little bit later. So what is, in your experience working with clients, one of the biggest misconceptions that they have about investing for retirement? So one, one thing that you have to be very careful of, and, and it, it is there, there's a misconception about how to invest when you transition into retirement. So one of the biggest mistakes that people make is to continue on the path that they were on when they were 30 or 40 or 50 mm-hmm. after they retire. And post-retirement investing has nothing to do with how you invested when you were right. accumulating assets. It's a huge turning point. Yeah. And one has to focus on the fact that the money that you have has to support you for the rest of your life and potentially leave a legacy for children or charity. That is a very different exercise than investing for accumulation of assets. So that's number one. And number two is not knowing that the solution is not outside of you. All of a sudden, the solution is inside of you. In other words, you have to turn inward in order to know how to structure a portfolio. Most of the financial services industry has you turning outward. They're showing you a product or a solution to a problem but that's not where you start. You start with you. You start with your own cash flows. You start with your own desires, your yeah. own time horizon. Yeah. So it's certainly the SECURE Act you know, has made a fair amount of news. I've been interviewed a lot about it. And I've, you know, I'm not a big fan, I'll be honest with you. I don't think it actually does much um, in good in terms of, you know, Getting the small employers together, I don't think that was the reason why they weren't offering 401ks. And, and also very concerned about now variable annuities, commission-based variable annuities being sold within 401k plans. But, you know, uh, putting the, that aside, let's talk about IRAs. I mean, um, and it, we certainly know the RMDs now kick in at age 72. Uh, um, but let's talk about other aspects of IRAs, including beneficiary de- designation. Have you been uh, working with their clients about that? Any updates to their IRAs or even 401k plans as a result of the SECURE Act? Yes. Uh, so there's a major change, and it is, uh, it, it is something that, as you said, there are some things in the SECURE Act that aren't really that beneficial yeah. for, the, for the individual, and this is one of those areas. So, for example, if I had a grandchild and that grandchild was, say, two years old, and I was hit by a bus, and my grandchild was my my beneficiary on my IRA, potentially the forced payments, the forced withdrawals, could have lasted 80 years. Uh, And that would have been a wonderful, uh, something wonderful to to hand over uh, to my, uh, you know, to the grandchild. Well, now, now everything must be withdrawn in the 10th calendar year following the year of the of my the, again right. if I'm hit by a bus right. uh, so that if it happens this year then everything has to come out in 20 uh, 2031 right 
So what that means, and it's not an annual withdrawal, it's a full withdrawal. Right. So right. at the end, you know, if you make up a number, let's say it's, you know, let's just make up a number of, say, $100,000, uh, if, if that grandchild misses the withdrawal, then uh, what happens is there's a $50,000 penalty on that, 50% penalty. Yeah. So it is a major, major problem yeah. so for planners, anyone who planned. Yeah, the stretch IRA definitely is now gone. And it certainly that was one of the reasons they did it is they needed to pay for some of this stuff, not that they paid for all of it. Um, it it's, it's, right. Then finally, you know, your sponsor, this 401k champion, the word I never heard of it, but to explain it and why are you doing it? Oh. Oh, you know what? Thank you for asking about that. Yeah. So uh, there are awards for companies that that have very good educational programs for their 401ks. So mm-hmm. there are a number of institutions are giving awards for really nicely done financial literacy programs. Yeah. But no one until now has an award for participants of 401ks. Mm. And that's what this is all about. So this is an award. It's an essay contest that actually ends this Friday. Mm. And it is the purpose of it is to motivate at the grassroots level individuals to learn about their 401ks and to use their 401ks in order to save and invest for retirement. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. And if you, if you don't learn from a coworker or a family member or another mentor, who do you learn from? So what I'm trying to do is get a groundswell of enthusiasm around the 401k coming from the individual. And I really appreciate your asking about that. And um, I'd love for more people to know about it and to be able to apply for the award. And that's on my website. Yeah. So finally, I mean, uh, I think this is a question that you had submitted to us as well. I mean, about gender differences. I mean, do you do? There's a lot of debate about this. Are women different in terms of you know retirement planning? Do they need different investment advice? All right. So that that is a uh, that that question is one that I get all the time. Yeah. And the answer is that there's no difference in how uh, how one invests for women versus men. Yeah. However, there is a difference in how women perceive investment advice and what they look for, and that's from various studies. Sure, so yeah. A whole bunch of different surveys that show that women are more worried about things like lasting money lasting through a lifetime. Mm-hmm. Uh, they worry about their financial knowledge and experience, not knowing where to turn for guidance. So the most important thing, I think, to take away is that, yes, there is it is important for everyone, no matter what gender mm-hmm. or and no, matter, no matter what background, to learn. And that's what financial literacy is all about. And not to be afraid of that, but to jump in and tackle learning. All right. Fantastic job. So, Julie, fantastic. Thanks so much for coming on the show. Oh, you're quite welcome. And Thank you. You can find out more about Julie Jason um, by going to her website, which is simply juliejason.com. And Julie is with an I-E, so juliejason.com. And uh, her uh, Twitter handle is Retire Secure Now. And you're listening to Your Money, Kent Smothers Business Radio, Series XM 132. For more guest interviews, check out our Wharton Business Radio Highlights podcast on iTunes and Google Play.